Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sunday's Drivers. We had a great weekend of racing at Kansas, and since we're recording this late, we have a bunch of news to talk about in the NASCAR world, too. Hello, everyone. I'm Dan Brady, joined by Linus. Linus, how are you? I'm good, man. Um, busy week and uh, getting ready for my trip. So what about yourself? Uh, I'm doing all right, even though it seems like William Byron heard what we said about him and said, LOL, bet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where have you been all season, Willie? Oh, yeah, man. showing up in the playoff when it counts the most, that's uh, definitely the way to go. And same for Bowman, he's actually picked up speed as well, so uh, it's great to see both those guys no. showing pace again like they did at the start of the season. We did talk about Christopher Bell and who is leading the points right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of people counted him out, but he picked up right where uh, right where he needed to, right when he needed to. So who knows how long that's going to go. <coughs> we are coming to a track that he's good at, so. Mm -hmm. but, Definitely. Let's start with the uh, the biggest news of the week. Well, I really wouldn't call it news. It's just finally official. Uh, Kyle Busch signed with Richard Childress Racing to drive the number eight next year. Mm -hmm. uh, seems like RCR has become pretty petty in his old age. He said he told Tyler an hour before the news conference. Yes, you know, on one hand, it's kind of fair, but like he chose to only sign you know, Tyler for his option, you know? Yeah. All this could have been avoided if he invested in them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they've got a pretty pretty good driver with a ton of experience and uh, with the speed RCR has been showing every now and then, especially the eight car the whole season. Um, I think they could be doing great things, maybe not a championship in the first couple of years, but uh, if Kyle Busch stays for five, six years, you know, he could definitely be in contention to win a championship just plus, as much as Reddick is kind of in contention still this year. Plus now you, you have someone who can bring in money. Uh, mm -hmm. It sounds like Toyota never shopped around mm -hmm. for a sponsor for Kyle because Childress already says he has multiple sponsors wanting to deal with him. So they got money. They finally, they finally have a driver coming in that is a household name not somebody that eventually turns into one so we'll mm -hmm. we'll see richard claims that he sees the same sparkle in kyle bush's eye that he saw on dale earnhardt but i think he's just blown spoke there uh, <laughs> but and and they also uh gave braxton bush an option that's one hell of a deal like might as well get him on lock too he's gonna be good yeah, hopefully. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what that means in the end, but, you know, it's a, it's a way to, to tie in the whole family and, you know, make Kyle maybe invest even more. Um, so I when when they started floating around, you know, that Kyle was leaving, RCR was one of the last options I saw because I don't feel like he would fit in. But it seems like off the track he's changed and obviously Austin and Kyle apparently are great friends, which I had no idea of. Um, so. Yeah, I, <laughs> we'll I, see. But I guess I mean RC is a smart man, so he knows exactly what he's doing. Well, he he, when Tyler was down in Xfinity series, he said that 
Tyler Reddick reminds him of um, Kale Yarborough, you know, and but he didn't give this dude a a, a contract for next season. He's he lost mm-hmm. out on the talent. So, but yeah, I would say that RCR was the last place I ever would have expected Kyle Busch to go. Mm-hmm. Especially Chevy. I mean. TRD lost a feeder system. They, I mean, yeah, they have Thor Motorsport, but how good is Thor Motorsport? I mean, KBM was the place to be. Yeah. And now they lost both Kyle Busch, who apparently they didn't even try to keep. And then with that, they lost KBM, who's now going to Chevy by the looks of it. So Chevy's going to gain a great, they're going to lose a future champion, but they're going to get back a great driver and a whole new truck team. Um, I mean, we don't know if it's going to be two, three, or four trucks and who the drivers are going to be because obviously some of the drivers are Toyota drivers, not Calbush drivers. Um, but this is a great move for Chevy, I think, in, in many different ways, and especially for RCR since they're going to field three cars again next year. You know, they're going to have that third team already for 2024. And he said he already have a charter, so... If he's bought one, where he's going to get it? Otherwise, if he's leasing it. But if he's buying a third charter, you know, RCR could become bigger again and have yeah. three three full teams for the future as well, which would be another great thing for Chevy, I guess. Yeah, I thought it was kind of ridiculous. He, he told Tyler an hour beforehand because two weeks ago, he pushed Richard's grandson to a victory at Daytona. You know, it's... I, I yeah, but it's it's best. not like he told him you're out. He just told yeah. him you're in the third car because Kyle is yeah. coming in. Well, like the whole like up in the air, we we have one, but you know, um, Brandon Jones to the number nine uh, mm-hmm. with JRM. I do not like that. Uh, Brandon Jones is is not that great of a driver. There's, you know, it's a lot of better people could have filled that car. But of course, that's always the case. So he brings in a lot of money. I will say that. So, yeah, um, I mean, obviously, it's it's the money part. He's got to win this season as well. Um, but only nine top tens, which is the fewest. Well, shared fewest among those who are in the playoffs at the moment, apart from Jeremy Clemens. So uh, he's obviously got to win in a stage win. But other than that, you know, he's not done great things throughout the season. Um, but he is also the second best Toyota being right. the second Toyota running full time. So I don't know. We don't really have many to compare him with uh, in that regard. But yeah. I, yeah, I was maybe expecting somebody else, but who knows? Maybe he will do great things in that car as well. Because the consensus would be that Corey Heim and John Hunter Nemechek are going to fill the empty spaces over in the Xfinity series because everybody now is convinced that Ty Gibbs is going to take over the 18 car next year. Yeah. I, that's probably what's going to happen, but I would like to entertain the possibility of John Hunter Nemechek taking over the 18. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe the fifty and uh, the four forty-five. If Bush does not come back, um, that could be an option. But I don't think he's going to go to JGR 
yeah that's uh, that's a bit of a stretch considering he did not perform super well in the cup and then went back to trucks you know it's, it's especially with how well ty gibbs is doing but he also runs the xfinity cars pretty good whenever he's up there you know yeah a lot of rumors circulating that trevor bain's going to be full-time in the xfinity series next year too so that's mm-hmm. another kyle bush is signing answered one question and that's where Kyle Busch was going but now we have several others is Chandler Smith going to sign with Chevy is he going to sign with Toyota because out of the the guys he has in his truck series only JHN and Corey Heim are the only ones signed to TRD so mm-hmm. but yeah I mean now Richard Childress has a feeder team for his Xfinity series depending on how um, I Chevy in general now has a good feeder truck system, you know? Yeah. So they really won in this. And it, it, it kind of amazes me that the TRD president talked all this stuff about like, we'll do anything to keep him, blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, but like, where was he going to go? If he's not staying in the 18, the only one that's left is the 45. And if Kurt Busch gets healthy, he's going to be back there. And then the next year, Redick is going to be there. So then you need a third car. So there's, and then there are no more cars for Toyota. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, there's not really much they can do, but it shouldn't be that hard for him to get sponsorship for the 18 car, I don't think. But we, we just, don't know what's up you know it just doesn't seem like they tried to find sponsorship for the 18 car yeah but like Kelbush said in a post press conference interview that he got asked if this was a way for joe gibbs racing to get a future superstar at a much cheaper price than what a two-time champion is worth and all he said was like yeah that's a good assessment or a good way of putting it i don't know uh, but that's basically what he said. So uh, it feels like he feels that they did not do enough to keep him because they want Ty Gibson in that car. So right. that's probably what's going to happen. And that will probably create a rivalry down the road. So, I mean, all it's going to take is Ty Gibbs to ru- run him hard once, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So that'll be fun to watch in the future. But first and foremost, let's talk about Kansas. Uh, speaking of John Hunter Nemechek, finally uh, gets another win this season, started from the pole. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty good finish there. Hosvar running out of fuel on the final lap. Having his hopes and dreams dashed once again for the eighth or ninth time this season. Mm-hmm. But uh, other than that, I mean, the round of, round of uh, 10 is finished. We're on to Bristol tonight. Matt Crafton, who who we had kind of predicted wasn't going to make it through, didn't. Josefar, on the other hand, he uh, he had to win yeah. and he didn't. He did what he had to, but unfortunately, it just wasn't enough and just lost it on the final lap. It's a, it's a shame, but he he tried and it didn't work out. But he's uh, he's not had a very very good playoffs, and unfortunately, in a field with that few cars moving on, you need three solid results and a 21st and a 10th and then a second unfortunately for him was not enough so uh yeah 
but uh, yeah. it's uh, it's still uh, still very unpredictable who's going to be in and out of the next round. But I did actually expect going into this round, the host of our would possibly even make the final four. So, but uh, you know, it's uh, we've been wrong in pretty much uh, every guess of uh, of the playoffs so far. I think on at least one driver, so it's not surprising. It's all it's always someone who you expect in the right. final four who goes out early. It's all almost feels to be that way every year for some reason. Now our our round of eight drivers are Zane Smith, Chandler Smith, uh, Nemechek, Rhodes, Friesen, Majeski, who ran really well at Kansas, uh, Empinger, and Eckes. Mm-hmm. So I I don't really see the top four changing that much. But like we said, anything can and will and has happened. Uh, Chandler Smith has looked pretty good. Uh, Zane Smith has stumbled a little. And we're we're going to Bristol tonight, so anybody can win there. I, anybody in the top four is good at Bristol. So who knows? I Grant Enfinger can luck out and get another win. Yeah, that's that's a possibility. Um I mean, for for Bristol, I would guess John Hunter, Nemechek, Sane Smith, or Ty Majeski. Actually, I just feel yeah. like he's gonna show up there. So, um, but you know, it's Bristol. It's the Truck Series. Anything can happen, as we've seen before. The lack of res- the the lack of respect that shows up, especially towards the end of these races, when it's meaning as much as it does. You know, it's. Yeah, maybe we should guess guess who's going to be leading with ten laps to go, and then anything from there is just uh, whatever. Chandler it is. Smith, because <laughs> he he's in the KBM car. He KBM drives good there at Bristol, so that's kind of one of my picks. But who knows? Anything can happen, like you said, especially on restarts in the truck series. But uh, so uh. Yeah, and then we had a rain-shortened Xfinity race that Noah Gregson won. Uh, I don't, I don't really see the if they went green again. Uh, Noah was lights out for most of that race. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> that wasn't a very entertaining race early on like you you knew that obviously they were fighting and it was exciting in that way but there were a few drivers you saw like these guys are gonna win and noah was just way too fast but then towards the end stuff happened and they uh they went that they went they went for it you know mm-hmm. uh, can't really blame them for that but noah gregson obviously in victory lane well deserved on to another six playoff points so I think uh, with the momentum he's got, he's going to be unstoppable until the final four, unless he gets taken out three times in a round. You know, he's he's only fourth in points, uh, but with the momentum he's got with all these wins and all the playoff points he's going to get, he's going to be ranked first when a playoff starts, I believe, still as they're sitting now. So it's um, he he's going to be hard to beat, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I plus what uh, JRM gets their twenty six straight race with a stage point or something ridiculous like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, another another stage win. Who won stage one? That was uh, Ty Gibbs. Yeah. Um, 
and then Gregson the got number two. JRM in second. So, yep. and the next year's JRM driver in third. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, but then he won second stage and then won the race. Pretty, pretty dominant, I would say. Um, so. Do you think uh, the Brandon Jones contract was started way back in Martinsville after the race and Junior was drinking with him? Like, hey, boy, let's get you in a car next year. I mean, they obviously knew that Gregson wasn't going to be back. Yep. So, and these contracts, you know, they they worked over so much time with sponsors and everything got to be worked out. So it's, uh, but that, that could have been a starting point if, Junior is the one who even handles it, but yeah, or maybe it had already been started way before that, and that's why they went out drinking. You never well, know. Junior's mentioned in the assessment. past. Junior's mentioned in the past that he's the one who usually, like, if they're a cup driver, he's usually the one that initiates. Like, uh, he he signed Regan Smith as they were walking across the stage for um, uh, fan introductions. Uh, way back when uh, Regan Smith ran a few races for him. So he mm-hmm. he does a lot of the headhunting. Plus, it's much easier to say yes to Junior than somebody with paperwork, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but I, good for them. I That's a good money influx for them. Plus, they're, they're proving that Toyotas be damned. They are the toughest team this year. Because out Al Geyer and Gregson have been leading the charge. Barry has kind of fell off a little bit, and so has Mayer. But Al Geyer and Gregson are going to be the ones to watch, especially because the playoffs finish tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, the battle for the cutoff in this league as well, you know, it's, it's so hard to know who's going to be in and out. It's mm-hmm. literally like Sheldon Creed. He should have had a win though, so he should yes. have been in. But you know, he 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 screwed up. Apparently, seeing some other views than what I had last week. So <laughs> apparently, he even admitted to driving down into the door. But uh, the playoffs in the Xfinity series is probably the hardest one to predict. Yeah, of all, and like I I definitely I just don't know. yeah. Even Austin Cindric, like that was that was really unpredictable to see him win the championship. And even last mm-hmm. year, we guy wins, out of nowhere. Guy wins his first race and his first championship on under the same flag. Yeah, just crazy. So <laughs> you you have mentioned that we have gotten a lot of things wrong on this podcast, Let, but let's talk about something we got right. Bubba mm-hmm. Wallace wins at Kansas and not a rain shortened race, not a pass on the last lap, 58 laps led, and he brings it home. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. fantastic to see. Drives to the lead by overtaking several good cars and just takes off, you know. And then obviously Danny Hamlin caught up to him at the end, but slowed down, hit the brakes, and just rode for 20 laps to let him have the win, apparently. So. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, of... that that was just great from from Bubba, and obviously all the doubters that said, "Oh, they're going to put him in the forty-five, well, then the twenty-three is going to win." But he put that car through to the next round of the owner playoffs as well. So obviously they knew what they were doing. Um, not the same car that Kurt Busch won in, since this is the right. twenty-three car. So it's it's great for twenty-three eleven to sweep Kansas as well on the season, and 
I think this really lifted a weight off Bubba's shoulders. And with him getting a legit win in 23-11, getting another win before the season's over with the other driver, I think this is just going to give them so much momentum going into next season for the end of the season too, but then going into next season because they know they're competitive and when everything works, both their drivers are capable of battling for wins and winning. So right. this is uh, this is going to be another top team before too long. Two wins and or three wins with two cars in a, a year and a half, two years. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, in less than a year, if you look at when the first yep. one came. Yeah. So, uh, well, they got three wins in the last year then. So mm-hmm. they're trending in the right direction. Plus, they're bringing in a heavy hitter like Tyler Reddick. And who? Denny Hamlin already has who's replacing Kurt Busch plant. He has to. You know, he he he's playing this like a chess game. So I can't wait to see who's going to replace Kurt once Kurt finally packs it in. But I think he's going to be back for next year and then call it a call it a day like junior did i think that all depends on his head you know i've uh, i've lived with a concussion for the past 20 months and if he is if his head isn't better the first time he straps into that car for next year's testing you know he's just gonna say this is not working i can't drive i'm out um and kyle bush will obviously have a spare lined up that's you know good with sponsors and everything so everyone knows what's going to happen but it's uh you know, for that driver, it's going to be pretty hard. I might race in the cup next year, but I might not. Mm-hmm. So is that going to be an Xfinity driver? And if he goes up to cup, whoever that is, who's going to fill that Xfinity ride? So it's, uh, there's if Kurt Busch decides at the beginning of next year that he's not going to race, a lot of dominoes are going to fall all the way down through through the series. You know, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens, but they've obviously got everything worked out. Somehow. Seeing how Eric Amarola kind of screwed over Ryan Priest's ride for next year, I'm sure his hand will be firmly high in the sky. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, there's a lot of options to take that over. I, I, again, there's guys in Xfinity that will gladly move up, even if it's for a year. Yeah, but you know, they all know what they're doing, so they probably got a spare plan and a third plan and a fourth plan all lined up, you know, just in case something would happen. That's probably, that's the way it is. And especially now with them knowing that Kurt might not race, it's going to make it a lot easier for them to figure something out. But. Oh yeah. I'm sure Hamlin's already has his hooks in somebody, but we'll, we'll have to see about that overall. Uh, different race than what we saw before we saw returns of some tire issues unfortunately tire tyler reddick suffered a few but um Mm -hmm. overall kind of kind of different race than what we saw in april still a good race though as far as mile and a half go yeah it was a great race the restarts obviously as always are crazy um for this package on these sort of tracks, but I th- I thought the racing was, you know, stayed quite good and no one was really running away with it. You know, several drivers in contention for the win. And then towards the end, Bubba showed up and only lost the lead during the pit cycle. So right. obviously well-deserved, but still Hamlin was catching up to him towards the end and a bit of lap traffic that could have made, made a much more interesting finish. Um, and people saying the Hamlin would not have passed him if he'd have caught up. Well, 
Hamlin is racing for his first ever championship, and I think he would do everything he can to get that championship. So if he would have got to Bubba's bumper, I think he might have even put a little bumper to it just to try and move him up the track a little bit. At what honestly. point in Hamlin's career makes you think that he would give up a win just because his driver is going to win it? Mm-hmm. That dude spoiled Matty D's only big opportunity at a win and then laughed about it. He does not care about anybody but himself on that track. Would mm-hmm. he erase Bubba clean? Yes, he would have. <laughs> would he have passed him? In a heartbeat. I mean, his post-race interview, I thought he was going to come out and be super excited, but he actually seemed a lot less excited than what I thought he would be, probably because he felt like he lost the win. Yeah. Rather than he won as a team owner. And then obviously he gets, you know, after a while it sinks in and like, yeah, well, we still won with this car. But obviously he still feels like he lost the win because he wanted to win and secure his spot in the next round and get those extra playoff points and all that. So, I mean, right. he, you could tell as soon as he got interviewed that he, 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 lo- he did not win as a team owner. He lost as a driver. Yeah. You, he just seemed really bummed out. And, I think it was right before two laps to go. He came over the radio and said, I'm loose. He had Bubba Wallace. He was under than Mm -hmm. a second. He probably would have caught him in two laps, but, and it's not like that's never happened before. A lot of guys get loose. The closer they get to the, you know, the other vehicle they're going to pass. It's happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, at the other end of the playoff spectrum, then we have Kevin Harvick. How much bad luck can you have in one round, really? I mean, if you need bad luck, call Kevin Harvey. Right. And he was doing good at Kansas, too. But now he is in a 100% must-win situation at Bristol. And I think if he has a good car, that's dangerous for everybody else. Do you think Kevin Harvey's going to give about feelings? No, he's going to care about how much his bumper can give out. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Bristol. I'm not really... Unfortunately, I'm not really expecting him to be in contention for the win, but they're going to play strategy. They're going to do whatever they can to try and win that race. And it's not like it's a bad team. Plus, he is, you know, only 35 points out, and that is the second place across the line. Then add playoff points to that, five points here, six points there. Then all of a sudden, it's 24. So, Sindrick or Reddit could have a bad day, but then obviously, he needs to be a lot better than at least four of these four other drivers. And it has to be four of these six specific drivers. So it's going to take a lot for him to get in if he doesn't win. Um, but if he can run up front all day, he's definitely still got a shot. But, you know, it's... Um, I, I I think you're right. I mean, he, he has to win. If he doesn't win, I... I there is a possibility, but I don't see it happening. Uh, but there yeah. are still six drivers battling for those other three last spots. Yeah, this so. isn't the 92 Hooters 500. It's not... You know, he's not going to be able to play this points game and pull off this huge upset. He 100% needs to go out there, and he needs to win. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we all know about his struggles last year. He had every shot he could to win it. Uh, the year before, he he won in 2020 at Bristol. He held off Kyle Busch for, I think, 20 laps or something like that. So it's possible. He can. But my whole thought is, like, can he handle that stress like still? Cause he he's built an entire career out of that and he's getting old. We've seen him falter a couple of times this year. Like, yeah. 
is is he going to be able to be happy Harvick and you know win it in yeah. the end or? I think though, if you're in a must win situation, I think it's easier to be like 35, 50, 60 points out rather than be like 20, 25 out because then you know, like now he knows, okay, I basically have to win unless all these guys get taken out, then we can change our game plan. But until then, I just need to go for the win. But if you had this other thing, like, okay, I'm only 20 points out, I need to win. But if I score enough points here and then enough points here, okay, I won't make this move because if I wreck, then I'm going to lose enough points, you know. So now it's basically just go for the win and that's it. There there needs to be no other thought in his head. Uh, So I think that's going to make it easier on him rather than if if he would have been a little bit closer. Um, So... But there are a few guys who are going to have a very stressful day at Bristol with the way the points are looking in this championship right now. Oh, absolutely. I, I, We got Christopher Bell, William Byron, and Denny Hamlin and Logano all in the top four. I don't mm-hmm. think anybody would, predicted that. I would say those guys are safe. Blaney plus 36 on the edge. Bowman plus 30. Chase Elliott plus 28. Still a lot of points, but if they get taken out early, those points could go down very fast. And then obviously Elliott and Larson and Chastain, 28, 27, 26. Plus we got Kyle Busch yeah. going into a uh, a track he has dominated over the course of his career. He now has mm-hmm. a weight lifted off his shoulder. This yeah. could be his night too. Mm-hmm. There's just, there's a lot of, a lot of good drivers and positions we've never really seen before. So let's see how they react. You know, like yeah, Austin Dillon's up there too, man. You know, it's a lot Briscoe, can happen. Briscoe's only nine points out as well. And then we got Riddick and Cendrick plus two and Zuara's plus six. So 15 points separating those. Actually, it's only 13 points separating those guys around the, the cutoff line. So that's basically 10 spots and a couple of playoff points for six drivers. So I think those are the six that are going to be just above and just below the cutoff line. Unless, you know, Chastain, Larson, Elliott, or Bowman crashes out early. I think three of these six are going to be in and the other three are going to be out, unfortunately. Uh, But it's pretty impossible to tell who's going to be where. I would say maybe... I don't know if Suarez has ever performed well at Bristol, though. On the concrete, obviously he's yeah. done well on the dirt, but it's going to be different to see him in a competitive car around here. Cindric obviously did well in Xfinity, Reddick as well. Kyle Busch has swept Bristol twice, all yeah. three series in one weekend. Briscoe, I'm not really sure what he's done in Xfinity. Um, so my problem here is that I'm an Austin Dillon fan and he's the last one on the list, but you know, it's the playoffs. Things are going to happen. It's a brand new car. First time on this track. So we have no clue what's going to happen, what this car is going to do. What I feel like is going to happen. We're going to have a, the race is either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to be really single file boring, like we've seen in the past, or it's going to be as exciting as some of the races we've had so far this year. Mm-hmm. Either way, I think there's going to be a call for Bristol Concrete both dates. Take away, take away the dirt track. But um, I mean, it's anybody race race to win. Honestly, again, you know, Bell 
Hamlin, Logano, those are all guys who who are good at Bristol. Larson's good at Bristol. Reddick's good. Um, and then, of course, Kyle Busch, Kevin Harvick. 500 laps is a long, long time. Yeah. And we've seen it this year. We've seen cars come back from three laps down and finish in the top five. You know, Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I want to see Kevin Harvick in victory lane, but I really can't pick a guy who's going to win. Yeah, the, I mean, the the points are, I just hope all these six guys, you know, they stay close like this, maybe even closer in points come the end of this race. So it's all, and they're all together on the track. So they'll basically have to race it out for these three spots. That would be, that would be just epic. And then obviously I hope the Chastain spins out and drops out of the playoffs. So there are four guys going through, but that's just me. I put uh, this uh, question out there on the Variety Sports Network Twitter. Only got like five votes. But there is a very huge possibility that a non-playoff driver will win for the third week in a row, and five people voted yes. So who knows? It's Truex, it's a, Bubba, yep. Custer, Keselowski. You know, there are a yeah. few. Who will enjoy if he gets a good car? Bubba Wallace is good there at Bristol. Same with mm-hmm. Truex, he never has a has a win, but he's always in contention. It's we might even see Cole Custer up front. That's how crazy this weird has been. Ty Dillon could pick up his first win. We don't know until yeah. that happens. No, but it's um, yeah, it's really hard to tell. But I think I feel like Chevy and Hendrick Motorsports are gonna come out strong and maybe win this race that's uh i just don't know if it's going to be chase or kyle or maybe if byron is going to come through and steal a win or maybe it's bowman i just feel somehow like the chevys chevys are going to be strong here hamlin might show up as well but my my guess is going to be one of the hendrick chevys for bristol for some reason byron had speed at the short tracks at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. so I think it's a very huge possibility that we could see the 24 go back to victory lane at Bristol, which would be pretty cool. Um, my question is, is did Byron just play dead all season until the playoffs started? Like, where did this come from? It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. Talk about a team blooming at the right point. Same with uh, Christopher Bell. I, a lot of analysts put him on one of the first cars to be out of the round of uh, 16. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, Bell really surprised. I was expecting him to make it a, like at least to the next round, but he's definitely showed up and he's showing consistency. Obviously, he's not won a race, but you know, top five in both races and won a stage, led laps. So he's uh, he's definitely doing well, and if he can keep this going, it's definitely gonna be through to the next round as well. Because this is all it's about. If if no playoff drivers are winning. Top five finishes basically, you know, guaranteeing you the way through to the next round. And, and that's really got to shut up of the people, the people who hate the playoffs saying like, oh, just because you win doesn't mean you should go. Well, mm-hmm. nobody's winning now. So, but I think yeah. Bell has a great shot. He, he was very good at Bristol 
in the Xfinity series. And what he's shown is if he drove there good in the trucks and Xfinity, like New Hampshire or Richmond, he'll run well in the cups. Plus, uh, the you know, the upcoming schedule really suits him too. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, that's as far as, you know, this week's news and stuff. I think that really covers everything. Uh, we had schedules as well, but there wasn't really yeah. much to talk about. We already talked about Wilkesboro. Uh, the trucks are going to Wilkesboro, though. And the trucks are also going to the Milwaukee Mile as well, too. And the playoffs, too. Yeah. That's, that's... Uh, I... my only issue with the new calendar, though, is Xfinity Series. They've got eight road courses, of which six are spread among 11 races from June to mid August. So it's basically going to be more road courses over the summer than uh, than ovals, which I think is kind of weird. But uh, I think they're trying to figure it out. But they didn't really mess around with the uh, the NASCAR Cup Series schedule, other than a you know the Chicago race, and then we have yeah. the All Star race at North Wilkesboro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they they didn't change much at all. I was expecting a few changes, maybe change a few dates here and there. Um, but Texas obviously down to one date. I think we all know why. Wilkesboro getting the All Star race, which they announced a while back. That's yeah. going to be great to see as well. See how that plays out. Um, and then obviously the street course, which has been announced for ages. Uh, and I don't think they even changed. I didn't. I don't think they even swapped two races in the playoffs. The whole playoffs is exactly the same. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. But only two Saturday night races again. And the Coke Six Hundred is obviously a Sunday night race and then the right. Daytona 500 goes in tonight. So good for us over here, I guess, cause you don't need to stay up till like five in the morning on a Sunday, <laughs> but I still like to watch those Saturday night yeah. races. So absolutely. I think uh, you're, yeah, Richmond's kind of a shitty track, but you're taking the magic away if you don't have at least one night race. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, I'm excited for the magic mile. I'll, they used to race Xfinity there, trucks there, always have good memories. You know, maybe years down the road, this is going to be NASCAR trying to get back there. But who knows? I, I'm just enjoying the racing right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the racing we've had this season, I don't really see a reason to change up the schedule at all because it's been, it's been amazing. And as long as the last seven races or eight races produces good racing as we've had this season i mean next season can't possibly be any worse we might see a few few fewer drivers but i mean the racing has overall been amazing so absolutely but i i think that really covers it all i hope everybody enjoyed listening to this episode we will be back next week with Probably a lot to talk about after Bristol, so take care and have a good week.